Hi there, and welcome to the Umpal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 58, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with Scotty Pearsall, the woman behind Pearsall Pipes, which you can find online at ladybriar.com. If you are in the market for a handmade, one-of-a-kind, traditionally shaped pipe, you should check out Scotty's work sooner rather than later. Well, I have been absolutely swamped with work lately, and the year is shaping up to have me very busy with the corporate world, meaning not as much time as I'd like on nights and weekends for pipes and podcasts. However, I will be in at least two shows this year, which is Chicago and Kansas City. Please look me up and say hello. My oldest son, Brody, will be with me in Chicago for the first time, and he's quite excited all about it. You know, I've been talking at Portillo's to him to the point where it, it's it's probably something like uh, like a fairy story at this point. But but really, isn't Portillo's something right out of a fairy story? It's magical, and uh, I can't wait to get back. Um, not to mention the show, of course. The show's fantastic. I'm incredibly honored to have my work in Pipes and Tobacco's magazine again, and this time for my tampers. If you don't subscribe, shame on you, and go fix that right now. If you do subscribe, you'll see the No Thumbs Tom Tamper along with its story and song gracing the pages of the spring 2014 issue. Now that I have had a story, a song, and my handiwork published in a periodical as nice as this, I'm quite sure this promotes me to the station of Tinker. And I mean that in the old world sense, a very wonderful title that I'm proud of and that my great-great-grandchildren will no doubt say about me with chin held very high. So, super excited about that. It's I'm blown away. This podcast was made possible by PipesAndCigars.com. And let me tell you what I like most about being on their email list. I never have a clue as to what new or old item they're going to be telling me about next. It's, it's insane. It's incredible. Will it be some ridiculously good deal on an old staple tobacco that I somehow have never, ever managed to try because that happened recently? Will it be about some old stock pipes they ran across and are now selling because that also recently happened? Long story short, go check out pipesandcigars.com, sign up for their email newsletter, and you will not be disappointed. I certainly am not. The following podcast was recorded on March 15th, 2014. Sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. And on the line with us today, we have Scotty Pearsall. Scotty, tell me a little bit about yourself, your age, where you're from, uh, your family, pets, work, things like that. Well, I guess I'll start out with my age and tell you that uh, I'm uh, perpetually 29 now. Um, I'll uh, let you guess how old I really am. Have you, have you been 29 for long? Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of years now. And, and really, I got tired of having to do math to tell people how old I was. So um, that, that's one that's easy to remember, and I'll just stick with it. It's it's a good all around age. Yeah, that's a good number. I you know that's that's not a bad idea. I may have to I may have to look into that. I think it only works for women. Oh man, it's so not fair. You're in you're right there in Kansas City, right? Yep, yep. Uh, we've been in Kansas City about ten years now. Um, I am from a, an extremely small uh, town in, uh, we'll say, south central Missouri, 
um, Lakeway is the name of the town. It's not too far from Fort Leonard Wood. Um, grew up in the sticks um, from a, a pretty big family. Um, I grew up in a, a body shop, so uh, you know, working with my hands is something that I'll say runs in the family. Um, I, I spent quite a few uh, nights and weekends growing up in the shop with my dad. Awesome. What kinds of what kinds of stuff did you do in the shop? Um, I was uh, the tool getter. You know, I was six or seven years old, and and he would send me to the toolbox, you know, to dig up some random tool that he needed. And you know, at that age, ninety percent of the time, you come back with something that is absolutely not what he needed or what he asked for. So, I think he did it just more to kind of keep me out of the way and and keep me busy. But uh, you know, it, it was always fun. It's always a good memories. Awesome, very cool. It's it's nice that you could you know, have that kind of bond with your dad that way. Yeah. Um, and now I, uh, stayed home with the kids. Um, I, we've got three, our oldest is four and the youngest is nine months. So have my hands full pretty much all of the time chasing them around. Wow. That's a lot of wrangling and, and that's, you know, all of them being fairly young like that. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, the uh, the first uh, pipe show that I went to was the Kansas City show last June, and our youngest was um, like two weeks old. And so uh, she rode shotgun all weekend in the baby Bjorn at the show. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. So when did you start getting into pipes in general? And how? Um. My husband is a cigar smoker and, and has been for a while. And a couple of years ago, um, I'm going to say uh, uh, two years ago, next month, he, you know, he said, you know, I was at um, our local B&M Outlaw Cigar, and he said, you know, got some pipes. I think I might try to start smoking a pipe. My dad used to smoke a pipe when I was little, and he went and um, bought a seven dollar Missouri Nersham hardwood, and then he got on. Um, uh, I think it was smokingpipes.com and bought a couple Petersons and a Savinelli and uh, a few different types of tobaccos and, and, you know, was enjoying it. And I thought, what better Father's Day present than to make him a pipe? So I got online and uh, bought my first pipe kit from Mark Pensky. And I um, ordered the uh, Pimo book and uh, a few of their powdered stains and, and some various other things from them. And uh, it was all a big surprise. It was a big secret. Um, so I went to Lowe's and, and bought uh, a coping saw and a few other things I knew I would need. And every night after he went to bed, and at the time we only had um, our oldest daughter. Um, so uh, I would steal away into the basement in the middle of the night. And, uh, you know, it took me forever with this little hand saw to cut out my, my design and it took me, I don't know, like three weeks, you know, just a minute here and a minute there to get the thing done. And then I was so excited about it, I ended up giving it to him um, at the beginning of June. You know, it didn't even make it till Father's Day. <laughs> wow, that is some real determination. That is really, really awesome. Um, kudos to you. How how awesome. What, what did he say uh, when he got it? I bet he was just shocked out of his mind, huh? 
yeah, you know, he, he loved it. Um, and he only smoked it a few times because I left the plateau top on it. And he just really didn't like that because the tobacco gets caught up in it. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's tucked away, um, in the cabinet, you know, with the rest of the pipes, uh, that, that we have uh, quite a few of them are actually his dad's pipes. Um, and uh, I don't think it's been smoked, but two or three times it probably will never be smoked again. But it's a, a great reminder to pull out every once in a while and, and see, you know, where I started. But uh, the minute I got that one finished, um, I started, you know, bothering him for tools endlessly. Um, and I, that's the only pipe kit I ever did, every other pipe I've ever made. Um, I've, you know, drilled all the holes. Um, and after about, 10 or 12 pipes, I started cutting my own stems. Excellent. And so um, from that, were you able to to sign or stamp that first one? No, I actually um, did not get a stamp until after I had made 15. So quite a few of my early pipes are are not stamped at all. And so exactly when did you start making pipes? Uh, that first pipe kit, let's see, this is uh, 2014. It would have been um, early May of uh, 2012. And wow. the pipe I'm working on right now is my 53rd. 53rd pipe. And and I'm keeping track. I'm, I'm watching your, your Instagram feed. And for those out there who do uh, go on Instagram, um, what is your Instagram feed name? It is Lady Briar Pipes. So check out Lady Briar Pipes on Instagram so you can follow progress as Scotty cranks these out. They're absolutely beautiful. She does some really, really, really nice work. And, you know, 53 pipes later, um, two years into it, and and wow, she's, she's, she's doing some gorgeous stuff. And so that's why I really wanted to get her on the podcast sooner rather than later because um, – she does beautiful work. She has really some some really great attention to design to detail, and it's uh, it, it's really nice to see somebody uh, take off like this and really just go go hog wild. Um, who were some of your early influences? You know, um, anytime I need inspiration, um, I always end up on Rad Davis's website. There's something about his work that I'm drawn to. Um, it, it's really been that way from the beginning. Uh, the second pipe I ever made um, was actually um, a Ramsey's because I was on a, a pipe smokers forum and saw one of Brian Rowley's Ramsey's. And he led me over to the pipe makers forum. And that's, you know, how I... Uh, ran across most of the pipe makers that I do know. And, and that's, you know, where I, I found Rad and, and his work. Rad's attention to detail, um, the flow that his pipes has, his style, um, really, I, I think stylistically, that's kind of where, you know, where I lean. He does some great work. I, I really, I really love Rad's work and, and what a great guy too. You know, um, other than just uh, a a little bit of banter back and forth and some excellent critiques that he's given me on the pipe makers forum, I've I've never actually met Rad and talked to him on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Um, 
So Rat, you'd say Rat is probably one of your biggest influences so far. How do you feel like your style has changed since you started out? Um, I have given up the notion, by and large, of doing anything other than the very classic English shapes. Um, I've made a blowfish. Um, I've done a few things that I will say kind of lean towards the Danish style um, and in the beginning, I wanted to I wanted to make a blowfish, and I wanted to make a squash tomato, and I wanted to make all of this really crazy stuff. And I would get three fourths of the way through the pipe, and I would I would come out to the garage, and I would sit down at the workbench, and I'd sit there and look at it. Twenty thirty minutes would go by, and I'd still be staring at it because I could not remember where I wanted to go with it. And I always equate that to Stephen King and his ending of the movie It, or the book It. Tell me you know, about that. He, he had writer's block for so long. Finally, he got so frustrated at the end of it, he said, screw it, we're going to make it a spider. <laughs> and that, that's kind of how I feel about all of these shapes that don't have very defined rules and um, proportions. A billiard. It's a billiard or it's not. And I love that. I love having to be that specific down to the thousandth of an inch can mm-hmm. make or break a pipe off of, off of the uh, shape chart pipe list. Mm-hmm. I love the rigidity of that. Being one of the few women pipe makers out there, from the angle of gender, what kinds of pros and cons have you so far experienced? You know, I'm going to say I have not experienced any cons at all. Excellent news. I have um, been welcomed um, everywhere I have ever gone. Um, I have never made to be, uh, you know, I've never felt out of place. Um, And a lot of that might have to do with my personality. I'm I'm a pretty outgoing person. Um, My mom told me when I was really young um, to never be intimidated to walk into a room. And if you rip the door off, metaphorically, when you walk into the room, nobody's ever going to mess with you. (laughs) And so I have always been extremely assertive in every situation. And I think by and large, it's served me fairly well. That's, that's great Um, advice. Sounds, sounds fantastic. The pipe making community, um, all of the pipe makers I've met, uh, everyone at the greater Kansas city pipe club, which I go to every meeting I can. There's a bunch of great guys down there. I'm always the only woman there. Um, my gender has, has never even been brought up. Um, personally, I just really don't think it matters. Um, I guess from a marketing standpoint, I should probably use it, but I'll let someone else deal with that. Um, I just make pipes, you know, the fact that I'm a girl really shouldn't play into it at all. Agreed. How, how are your pipes marked and graded and has that changed since you started? Um, you know, I am still working on a grading system. Um, I'm pretty much to the point now that, um, uh, you know, a few sand pits, um, a little flaw in the wood really doesn't bother me. It's, it's a natural thing. We dig it out of the earth. Um, it's character to the pipe. Um, I really don't think um, about sandblasting a pipe that some might because the grain is a little mediocre. Um, I, I really just appreciate the briar for what it is. Uh, if the flaw is too big... Um, or the grain is really blah, 
Um, I, I do have a sandblaster tucked under my workbench. You know, I pull it out onto the driveway and I'll sandblast a pipe. But as far as actually having a grading system, that's something I'm really still working on. Um, as far as how my pipes are marked, um, I stamp them all um, Pearsall and under that USA. Um, no year, you know, no um, pipe number, uh, just, you know, pretty straightforward and simple. What would you say is the most enjoyable part of pipe making to you? It's uh, it's the process itself. The final product is, is nice. It's good. And I've, I've never really had a problem putting a pipe in the mail and sending it off into the world. That's the reason I make them. Um, it, it's starting out, uh, you know, with a big chunk of wood and uh, a stick of vulcanized rubber and getting them to, to where they are when they leave. Um, it's the hours of hand sanding um, that I know I could buy a French wheel and do in, in minutes, but I, I really enjoy um, the hands-on part uh, of the pipe making. How do you start your pipe making process? Do you start on paper or on the block or something else? Um, a little bit of both. It really depends on the situation. Um, most of the time, if it's a commission pipe, I start on paper um, just because it's easier to race paper uh, than it is on the side of the block 20 or 30 times uh, while you hammer down details um, with a customer. Um, if it is a pipe I'm just making to put on my website or just making to make, uh, I root through my briar, find the block I think will work for whatever shape I have in mind and just draw it on the side of the block. Do you do commissions? I do. Um, right now I have uh, one I am getting ready to start and another one lined up for next week. Uh, right now I'm, I'm making about two pipes a week, uh, give or take. Uh, this week is going to be a two and a half pipe week at the rate I'm going. Um, next week will probably be one. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I like to have the commissions, um, they, they give me something, you know, to do, uh, whereas the last, uh, three or four pipes that I have made, um, to be put on my website or just, you know, sold to the masses, uh, are, are still sitting, um, in the house on my desk. Have you ever made a pipe that was really hard to let go? Not really. Um, I always think, you know, when I when I box them up after they're sold, that was a really great pipe. I might make another one of those one day to keep for myself, and it never happens. Right. Um, every time I think about it, you know, I've got a whole um, cabinet full of pipes in the house, probably 20, and a few of them I've made. Um, I might, might smoke a pipe two times a month and that is usually um, really late at night when everyone's asleep and, and I'm out here working. When you do smoke that pipe, what what are some of your favorite tobaccos? I started out, I think, as most people do with the aromatics and over the past uh, seven or eight months, I, I've really moved away from those. Um, my favorite tobacco, which I buy every tin I can run across, is the McCraney's 1983. Um, 
by far my favorite tobacco. Um, since I know that that is going to keep getting harder and harder to find, um, I really, I, I like the Virginias. I, I'm starting to lean towards the Virginias. Um, I've got a, I don't know, 10 or 12 tins of Christmas cheer from various years that I'm talking away. Um, uh, I'm starting to buy uh, quite a bit more bulk tobacco. Um, I, I don't know. I've, I've probably got 10 or 12 pounds of tobacco in my cellar in between uh, the bulk and, and the tins that I bought over the past year, year and a half. So mostly Virginias? Yep. What particular shape of pipe do you like to smoke, and do you find yourself making more of that shape? Um, you know, I have a couple of uh, old Kamoi uh, prints shapes. I think it's uh, what is it? The three three seven is is the shape number on it. Um, that I smoke more than anything else. Um. I actually just made my first prints about a month ago, um, and then I made a, uh, a prints um, a few weeks ago with a shorter stem that I called a prepple, half prints, half apple, um, and I actually have another prints sitting on my bench that is rough shaped. So um, I guess you could say I, I like to smoke a prints, and I, I really like to make them. Is there anything coming up in your workshop that you're really excited about? Um, you know, I try to get really excited about every one I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, if not, um, it, I, I've literally got like five pipes on my, on my bench right now that um, I started. I was kind of excited about them, and they're all still in various stages of completion, and I've never touched them again. So, so you find that every so often you run into something like, like writer's block. Yeah, um, I, I really do. It, it doesn't happen as often anymore, and I think um, as my knowledge and skill level has increased, I have been able to visualize start to finish a lot better than I did a year and a half ago. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, good old experience to really kind of hone your skills and, and, and help you keep moving forward for sure. Yeah. You know, um, my, uh, actually one of the pipes that's sitting here is one I started about this time last year as a possible, uh, entry to the greater Kansas city pipe club carving contest, uh, which last year was the, um, uh, the oh, Dublin. Yep. And, uh, I, I probably made four of the same pipe and only finished one to enter. And I would get to a certain point and not like where it was heading and then start over. And this year, uh, with the billiard, I, I have the block set aside. You know, I'm just waiting for the right mood to start it. Excellent. And you'll be, you'll be at that, uh, you'll be at that show. What other shows are you going to be at this year? Um, Kansas City for sure. Um, especially since they, they moved it to the Argosy, it's, it's like, five minutes from my house. Um, so I'll be there all weekend uh, instead of in and out like I was last year. I I'm going to miss Chicago. Uh, our youngest is just still uh, too young for me to go be gone, you know, out of the city for that length of time. I'm hoping to maybe make Las Vegas in November. 
Excellent. Um, we'll just really have to see what happens in between now and then. Yeah. Tell me one thing about yourself that most people probably don't know or would never guess. I really like to cook. Really? What do you like to cook? Everything. I love to bake bread. I make two loaves of bread a week. No kidding. At least. Um, I love to cook everything but pie crust and biscuits. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm helpless in the pie crust and biscuit department. I buy them at the store. Everything else, um, I will cook everything once. And um, it's funny, my husband will eat anything once. Um, <laughs> I can always tell if it's something he doesn't care for and I never need to make again because he says, it was okay, but. <laughs> and I think, okay, we just scratched that off the list. I don't need to make that again. So what's um, one of your? I used to be hooked on Food Network. You know, I used to watch it all the time. And I, I go uh, to uh, I go to allrecipes dot com pretty regularly, and okay. uh, I enjoy to whip stuff up. I'm certainly not a cook, but um, I do enjoy to once in a while, you know, do something a little different. What's one of your favorite uh, dishes to make? Oh, um. It involves every pot, pan, and bowl you own. It is ridiculous how dirty your kitchen will get, but it's lobster thermidor out of Julia Child's cookbook. <laughs> so I've what, made it a dozen times, and every time the house is a wreck when I'm done. What is so? What is so crazy about it? Why do you have to dirty up so many dishes? Explain that to me. Um, there are just so many steps and there's so much prep and, and at one time, you know, you've got a pot that's simmering this and the pot that you're, um, you've got the lobster cooking in and you've got mushrooms sauteing in a pan and then you have to move the mushrooms into a bowl and you've got to do something else in that pan and there's just so many things. You've got to have a cookie sheet or a dish to put the, the lobster shells on and, um, it's a wreck, but man, is it good. And, and for me, I, I think, uh, I think cooking really is like pipe making. Um, it, it's the process as much, um, as the, the finished product that I get so much enjoyment out of. Um, yeah. and with cooking, the ability to time, um, eight or 10 different things that you're doing and have the meal be ready, everything at the exact same time. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Yep. And when you have when you have different uh, tastes in the home that don't necessarily want the main dish that you're preparing, and so you're preparing multiple dishes for multiple people, that's that can be a a time an interesting time trick too. That's something that I do. But yeah, it, you know, like you're saying, the uh, the journey being being the thing with with cooking and with pipe making, I can I can relate because I know that at the end of a a really kind of stressful day at my normal job, once I start cooking, um, you know, I find myself kind of like humming and and in in a totally different mood, and things are kind of clicking right along, and and I don't have to think about all of those things that I was thinking during the work day, and and uh, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, most of the time it's it's mindless work. It's it's really important to shut everything else out and focus on letting my mind drift while I do something that my hands just know how to do. There are some aspects of pipe making that are getting to that point. 
Um, and I think maybe that's why I enjoy um, doing most of my shaping uh, and, and sanding by hand. It's mindless work. Um, and, and it's very relaxing, much like cooking is. When you're not working on making pipes and when you're not making that lobster thermidor, what, what do you like to do? Um, this is where my girl comes out. Um, I read romance novels. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's the one thing that I should have said that no one would have ever guessed about me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop the interview right there for just a second for a fun fact. I was the model for hundreds of romance novel covers. I'm the guy with the long hair whose whose shirt doesn't quite fit him anymore. So back to the interview. And Scotty, tell us where we can purchase your wonderful pipes. My uh, website is ladybriar.com. Um, got really, really lucky with the domain name there. Um, uh, generally, uh, I, I try to keep a couple on there. Um, sometimes I'm not the best at uh, putting pipes up on the website after I get them made. Um, but uh, there, there are a few there now. There's going to be a couple more going up this weekend. Um, other than that, um, there's a contact form on my website. You know, um, anybody can uh, shoot me an email or uh, pick up the phone and call. Um, I obviously love to talk um, about most anything. Another place you can find Scotty's Pipes is with TPC. Mike over at TPC does carry Scotty's Pipes every so often, so check out tobaccopipecollectors.com for that. Well, Scotty, thank you so much for um, taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule to chat with me today. It's been very, very nice, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that was my chat with Scotty Pearsall. Have you subscribed to her Instagram feed yet? I think you should. I always like checking in to see what she's working on. She is an energetic bundle of talent, my friends, and even though she is just getting started... She is one to watch. If you do not have one of her pipes, going to wish you did. Don't forget this podcast is made possible by those good folks over at PipesAndCigars.com, a place I love to peruse but love to buy from even more. Why? Pricing, selection, and customer service. Go grab something right now and let me know all about it. This is Oli for Oompal.com wishing you very good luck. Deciding which handcrafted original Scotty Pearsall pipe will be next in your collection.